We are weeks away from starting another school year, and there will be some changes for parents for sure. You know, for decades now, and three different political parties forming government during that time, BC has been toying with the idea of not using letter grades and replacing it with what's called anecdotal reporting. And now it's finally happening. So for kids up to grade nine, No longer will those kids get letter grades. Instead, they will hear that they are emerging, developing, proficient, or extending. What does that mean? Does it give you a good idea, a real understanding of where your child is at rather than seeing A, B, C plus, C, C minus? These changes have been in the works for a long time. It was started under the previous BC Liberal government, continued with the NDP government. They are plowing ahead with this. But of course, there are concerns. So to talk more about all of this, we're joined by Nathan Rickey, a doctoral candidate in the Department of Education at Queen's University. Nathan, thanks for joining us. Hi, Simi. Thanks for having me. What do you think about getting rid of letter grades? Um, I have a lot of thoughts about getting rid of letter grades. Um, Yeah, where to start? I think that ultimately it's a good move, if I were to summarize it. I think that, um, you know, while people are very comfortable with grades and while Um, you know, it's something we're familiar with and they sort of give this sense of objectivity or precision. Uh, There are a lot of really well-known issues with grades, um, which I can talk about in more detail, but I think the biggest is that it fuels this sort of grading obsession, which we know is harmful for students' well-being and learning. Um, So ultimately, I think that, you know, finding ways to reform grading systems and find different ways to communicate information about student learning is really critical if we're going to support better learning and better well-being in our students. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about what you think is harmful. What is harmful about the letter grading? Yeah, so there's a a few different things. I think that, yeah, the grading obsession would be the the biggest thing. So this is a pretty well-documented phenomenon that I'm involved in in researching right now, and it's pretty ubiquitous across education contexts, not just in in Canada, but abroad as well. And um, it's basically the idea that because grades have such high consequences for students um, and in some places for teachers and for schools as well, Um, there's a lot of emphasis put on grades rather than learning itself. So the idea becomes school is about getting really good grades and students really focus on that um, rather than focusing on learning. And and, um, those things aren't always, they don't always go hand in hand. So if you're focused on, you know, doing well on assessments and doing well on tests more than learning, you might be driven to what we call shallow learning approaches like memorizing information and uh, learning, you know, sort of test strategies that are helpful on tests but not really helpful in the real world. And, um, you know, it's very possible for students using these strategies to do really, really well on a test, um, but not really have a meaningful understanding of the concepts that the test is supposed to be assessing. So, um, yeah, I think that in a grading system, it really puts a lot of pressure on students to perform on these tests, and that really shapes the way they learn. And we also know it drives things like test anxiety and depression among students. Um, you know, because they have such high consequences for students. Right. So here's here's where I see there might be a bit of a concern with that, Nathan. Like as these kids get older, high school, grade 11, 12, perhaps heading for post-secondary, are we not doing them a disservice though? Because they're going to get into university and they're going to get graded and they are going to be tested. And then are they not then unprepared for that? Yeah, absolutely. Potentially. I think that... Um, I don't know fully the the ins and outs, but I think that we won't necessarily see testing and assessments disappear in um, BC schools. I think those things will still be there. Ultimately, what I think the intention behind the proficiency scale is to do is to shift the emphasis away from, you know, these sort of snapshots of learning, these tests or assignments that students complete, which get graded, and then those scores are 
formed into a composite, which makes up their grades in the class. I think we're trying to move away from that into more of a system where we recognize learning is a continuous process, which is reflected in the proficiency scale. And teachers, I think the important part is they're being encouraged to use a variety of forms of evidence. So uh, including in-class observations of students' work and learning, uh, discussions with the students themselves, and student self-reflection, so getting the students to reflect on and share about their their interpretations of their own learning. And all of this stuff we know from research is, is really critical in accurately understanding how much students know. Because if we rely too much on tests and assessments, we're really focusing on certain skills like memorization. Um, students who have severe test anxiety are likely to not perform as well on tests, but that doesn't necessarily represent their learning accurately. Um, whereas if we know as a teacher this student performs well in these concepts in the classroom, this system allows me to sort of leverage that evidence a little bit more and provide a more sort of contextualized and informed understanding of their learning. So, But does this um, give kids something to strive for, right? Because let's face it, they, that is the way, you know, we are wired. We get into high school, they're going to need a goal to set. They, maybe they set a goal of what they want to do. And does this actually tell them how they are doing? I guess that's a, a great question and something that I think is really um, yet to be seen. I think ultimately that the, I really like the intentions behind this reform, but what it comes down to is really how it's implemented, how teachers and administrators are supported in, in implementing it. So um, I think it's, it's really hard to, to make a prediction on that front. Hopefully, you know, with enough time and sort of gradual rollout of this, um, students will have a chance to be accustomed to, you know, grades, I guess, letter grades back when they're in grade 10. And that'll give them a chance to prepare for it for university. But ultimately, I'd like to see this kind of reform spread into universities and stuff as well. It is, it is a big challenge because, you know, we have relied on grades for so long as like an efficient way of sort of communicating learning. Right. But, but you just, know, like, Nathan, any, like guess, any form, they you, have their downfall. Can you understand, though, why parents and students would be concerned about this? Because you're talking about big, big changes. And it does sound, even the way you're describing it, like we're kind of we're in an experiment here, but we are experimenting with with kids and they're going to perhaps get to a point where it didn't work for them and they may have lost out on some opportunities there. Yeah, potentially. No, I totally understand, um, you know, parents' concerns and everything. And I think whenever we see reforms to grading, we see similar concerns and yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's totally valid that, um, you know, students may have trouble adjusting to the changing systems as they get into the higher grades. Um, But yeah, I do think the spirit of sort of rethinking how we grade and communicate about learning is important. I guess ultimately, like when it comes to grades, they're just one way of, you know, assessing students and communicating learning. The really important communication comes in between the grades. So if a student gets a certain grade and then that sparks conversations between the student and the teacher or the student and the the parents or the parents and the teacher, that's where we really get an understanding of ooh, what went wrong here or what's going really well. And then that's how we support learning going forward. So um, it's the same with the, the new proficiency scale. I think as long as it's provoking those conversations, it can be really effective. Um, but yeah, if it's just sort of another way of grading and just kind of becomes, we're just sort of changing the name of an A to well, yeah. uh, an extending, then that I think is sort of the potential downfall or pitfall of this approach. Isn't that just what people are going to do though? Because they're going to need some kind of mm-hmm. marker, right? You can't just do pass fail and people won't have any idea about how their kids are doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it will serve as sort of like that initial marker. But again, I'm hoping that, you know, just like with grades, ultimately, we want those markers to to be a jumping off point for conversation because you can't communicate the totality of students learning and sort of where they're going and what they need to do next in one letter grade or something like that. Hmm. All right. It's more interesting discussion. Nathan, thank you for your time. 
Thank you so much for having me. That's Nathan Rickey. Now, Nathan is a doctoral candidate in the Faculty of Education at Queen's University, obviously a believer in getting rid of letter grades and moving more towards a system. But I got to say, I'm not convinced. I'm still not convinced. And that's what we've been trying to do. We've been trying to find different ways of looking at this to see, well, what is the justification for moving in this direction? What I see is we're kind of experimenting with this group of kids. It's like when we experimented with, oh, they don't need to learn cursive writing. I remember my, my son was in that group. He didn't learn cursive handwriting. And now as an adult, he can't like he, he struggles with it. And I see it and I think, God, that was a mistake. And now they're starting to teach cursive handwriting again. So I worry that this cohort is being used as an experiment to see if this works, if it doesn't work. But it's going to have real life consequences for them, right? As they get older, perhaps aim for post-secondary or whatever the case may be. We will continue this conversation though, because this is a change that is going to happen in BC schools this September for kindergarten right up to grade nine. 